Welcome to The Meteor Podcast, a weekly news show about what's going on in the media community. This episode is for Friday, October 3rd, 2014. Welcome, Meteor fans. I'm your host, Josh Owens, along with my co-host, Ryan Walker. And we have a special guest today, uh, Ciara Burkett. Is that how you say your last name? Yes. Okay. Welcome to the show, Ciara. Thank you. So uh, you've been doing a lot of stuff that I've been seeing around lately. Uh, I think Meteor Academy, you've been doing some guest posts and whatnot. Why don't you Mm -hmm. uh, tell us a little bit about everything you're doing? Well, um, primarily I'm working on coding sample applications and writing tutorials for Meteor Meteor Academy, um, which is just a series of tutorials of increasing complexity, um, one more complex than the last, just to get more um, familiar with building uh, more complex applications. Uh, I'm one of the captains of Meteor New York. Um, I schedule speakers, and I help host events, and I do social media. Um, And um, I'm going to start, very soon, I'm going to start doing speaking events around um, New York City, uh, talking about Meteor, introducing the framework to other novices, and singing its praises, of course. (laughs) Nice. And uh, (laughs) this winter, I'm going to be, I'm going to take a break from Meteor Academy after Chapter 5, and I'm going to start working on my own, um, like, just small products and start actually doing production production stuff. Nice. Sounds pretty cool. So um, yep. where, uh, where I guess, where did you come up with the idea for Meteor Academy? It was um, after I, I talked about this. I wrote a, a Medium post about uh, called I'm Saying Wrong Things on the Internet, <laughs> where... Um, I talk about how I, after reading Discover Meteor, um, I think two or three times at that point, I think twice, I decided to just jump in and and try to build like a complex application, and I ended up having to um, to stop a couple times and just reflect on um, my progress and what I was actually learning, um, and so at the, around that time, I guess I came across. Um, Hacker School's blog post about the fundamental qualities of good programmers. And they talked about, um, one of the aspects they talked about was increasing your code radius gradually, you know, instead of just jumping right in, maybe, um, you know, maybe you can build an application that's 25 lines. Okay, next time do, you know, 50 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought, well, of course. I mean, I, I went from you know, microscope to doing whatever crazy thing I was trying to do. And um, I didn't really do anything in between, any applications that were in between. And so I started writing down my own personal uh, curriculum, starting with static sites going all the way up to um, uh, like a a simple content management system. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was writing the curriculum for myself, it dawned on me, somebody else can benefit from this besides me. I'm sure of it. And so I decided to just put it out there and sort of um, write write Media Academy in the open. And that's how I got started. Nice. All right. Uh, you got any questions, Rai? Or No, I was just going to say I think it's awesome. I, I appreciate, um, CR, your willingness to kind of step into the light and, and um, be another voice in the community. Uh, that 
there'll be many more people doing that with as as one of approaches. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's brave. Uh, I and I appreciate it. You know, I love seeing uh, new, louder voices um, to add to the to the to the mix. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, you know, I think it's awesome too that uh, you've jumped in on the New York meetup as well because that's like that's the second biggest uh, meetup right now, isn't it? It's bigger than London. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's funny. I, I don't know. I still can't really believe it myself. Um, <laughs> I emailed Yuri with this very excitable email. Um, saying, you know, New York needs a dev shop, you know, tell me what I can do to get this started. I'll do whatever you want. Nice, nice. <laughs> and I was just, I was too excited. And you just said, well, step one, contact the Media New York people and ask them if they need the help. And I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so he got me in touch with Stephen Dale, who um, was doing, was, uh, was quarterbacking most of that at the point, I believe. Yeah. And um, I met met him in the city, um, had coffee, really, really nice, um, really, really nice guy. And he said, there are any number of things you can do <laughs> for, for me in New York. And he basically said, you're in. And that was it. You know, yeah. I mean, they, they just really needed the help. Yeah, I, I love, Stephen's a good guy. Like, uh, I, I actually, it's funny. Uh, much earlier in my freelance career, probably like 2008, he was working at a company that hired my my little dev shop that I owned at the time. And, uh, that's where I, f- I first met Steven. Uh, he's a cool guy. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, awesome. All right. Well, uh, again, like, thanks for, for doing all this and for coming on the show. Uh, we just thought we'd have you talk for a little bit and then, uh, we'll dive right into the news. So, um, today we're going to talk about uh, a post on Crater about popular packages, a little informal poll that Sasha did. We're going to talk about optimizing Mongo, uh, two years of lessons learned with open source from Sasha again, and then uh, server-side rendering, which was something interesting that happened over the past weekend. So uh, rise up first with the popular packages. All right. Yeah, this is a, a, a formal, an informal survey that Sasha did, uh, uh, just basically finding out who's using what. Because right now, it's hard to tell for sure what, what is popular. It reminds me of, um, I think it's called Ruby Toolbox on, in yeah. Ruby on Rails land that gave you, uh, you know, good stats on that. Um, so uh, I pre- this is like a, a very, very early MVP towards establishing whether or not there's value in this. And I think there's huge value because there are some, there are some uh, packages here that I wouldn't have expected would be as high on the list but are and some that I haven't seen. So, yeah, I think it's um, great. It's short. It's a short little post, yeah. some comments, uh, but check it out. You yeah, can it's, see. it's worth it to at least go look at the graph. Um, actually, I'm... I'm pulling it up right now. The interesting thing to me, and and actually I'm maybe going to steer this conversation because I remembered I wanted to talk about something else as well. But the uh, the the post, you know, Sasha did a nice job with the graph breakdown and they list out which what each one is. And um, you know, I've just started using uh, collection hooks. Um, and uh, let's see, I'm just starting to dabble into collection helpers and sub manager and that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, accounts, template core was on here. I thought that was interesting. Um, 
synced cron, that kind of stuff. Uh, so, anyway, it, it's good stuff. But to me, this highlights the the real problem is like we already have this data, right? And this data could probably be sifted through in better ways on atmosphere. And um, you know, Reddit had a post the other day about. You know, hey guys, are you are you having problems with performance and you know the search not working correctly on atmosphere and that kind of thing? And you know, I'm I'm going to call percolate out right now. Like I don't know what they're doing or you know why atmosphere is still closed source. But this is like this is an open source community, so I don't really understand like why why is it that a core piece of functionality that that we're relying on that that no one's making money off of and no one's charging for like why isn't that open source because i think a lot of people would dive in and probably help with uh the reactivity and the overall searchability of packages and i think there's a lot of stuff that could be done in atmosphere to kind of you know bring all this to light right off the bat yeah i wonder they probably would love help too i'm sure yeah i'm sure uh yeah. a lot of stuff so there. open source it guys <laughs> what do you think what do you think Sierra <laughs> get into I, the controversy with us <laughs> uh, yeah I, I agree of course I think it's um, it's unfortunate I, I saw um, Aronota kind of ranting on, on Crater about you know fast render you know and everything and uh, and um, I mean there are any number of of uh, of ways that atmosphere yeah. can be improved and uh, just today, I was having I was having some trouble getting the uh, the search the search to, yeah. Yeah, to actually like I gotta, go through. I gotta so. take my search query from the box and paste it up onto the URL and like hit enter and like make it reload the page with the search query on it to get it to work right. Mm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think um, you know to maybe maybe to play devil's advocate a little bit. I understand like when you open source a project you got to be careful because it can quickly kind of become a ghetto if uh, you don't have good standards and practices in place. Like, you know, it's the whole broken window theory. Um, if I don't, if I don't do a good job of testing the, uh, like with accounts entry, like I, there's a lot of bugs that are hanging around right now in accounts entry just because I've accepted pull requests and didn't test them well enough. And now, you know, I'm dealing with, trying to go back in and clean those up and um you know so i I do understand a little bit from that point but i think overall like you know it'd be really nice to see atmosphere open sourced Mm -hmm. so we set it on a yeah i agree next podcast now it's gonna (laughs) yes yeah i'm sure it will all right so uh next up was optimizing uh your mongo database for meteor Uh, i wrote this one i uh i just I don't know. Like I, I was, I was working on Meeting Hero, and trying to get their performance straightened out and uh, to a place where um, you, you don't really have um, you, you don't like everything that you're waiting on doesn't have like you know you don't see that loading screen too long you know and um, and so one of the like we found two major problems. One of them was the fact that they were subscribing to data like on and a wait on on like every page that didn't even matter for the application didn't didn't matter for the loading or anything so uh we ripped that out and then uh 
you know, had to optimize for uh, another query that was kind of slow for doing present stuff to see who's on a meeting and um and yeah so like just adding that one index that one field to the index on that collection you know gave like a 15x 20x increase so i i I just decided to write about it and kind of show how i found it using kadira how you add it even though it's a private api you know you can use this meteor call to get it in there and that kind of thing and i I thought it was worth talking about because i know there's going to be people that that are dealing with performance problems as well. So anyway. Well, I would probably say, Josh, honestly, this is one of your favorite, my favorite blog posts you've ever done. Um, I think it's so, I bet you there's so many meteor apps that just don't have uh, the indexes set and, and they are scaling up and they're like, Oh no, what's wrong with meteor? It's, it's not, it's like failing me. And like, no, it's the database. Just like every other app, you know, like once you get some scale, you have to do some database stuff and everyone forgets that. Yeah. Cause it's Mongo. Yeah. It's like step, step one, deploy to production step two, deal with your scaling issues. Right. And even in rails land, like yeah. this was usually the go-to was like, well, is the database indexed? And, you know, I started looking around and like, I would say 80% of their database was indexed properly, but it was like, it was a couple key queries that were happening everywhere that it was a problem. And so, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It only it's, takes it's one, you, you know. <laughs> because uh, the Fantasy Hub guys emailed me and they're like, well, we're, you know, we're worried about performance on this page. <laughs> and like my reply was literally just the URL to the blog post and uh, said, have you tried mm-hmm. this yet? And uh he said they were going to give it a try, so I haven't I haven't heard a follow up, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully more people think yeah. about it. You know, it's an easy thing. Literally five minutes, deploy, done. I'm going to do the same uh, probably this yeah. weekend for Telescope as well. So maybe nice. We, maybe we make Crater faster. <clears throat> Sweet, that'd be good. All right, yeah, Sierra. Um. So that's all right. So sorry. you're uh, you're going to talk about two years of lessons learned with open source, which was on the Telescope blog, right? Uh, and it was by Sasha. Right. So Sasha talks about very very bluntly <laughs> talks about his motivations behind um, making Telescope open source. And how it's how the the time that it takes to maintain is, has um, been far more than he anticipated, and how he considered quitting at one point. Um, and it's you know it's funny that um, it comes to what it comes down to is that, and this is the conclusion that he comes to is that open source is not really so much about software so much as it's about people and getting people to work together for for a common goal um and in many cases you could very well be talking about um two different kinds of he he says two in the section two distinct markets he talks about how you sort of have to create that venn diagram of appealing to users and developers and you know and getting that synchronicity going. Um, so it's really interesting. It talks about how he wanted to, um, didn't want to have to pay someone a, a lot of money to build a telescope. 
and basically was just expecting people to start pouring in. And when that didn't happen, it was like, okay, so now what do I do? You know? And with uh, Sasha doing, I think it says 80% of the development um, for a telescope, it's been much more of an undertaking than, um, than he would have liked. Um, but ultimately, of course, I know I'm glad that he ended up um, ended up like sticking with it. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, obviously, we use it for Crater, so I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting in that regard. And you know, I'll just Mia culpa. Like, I I could be better at helping him out with uh, telescope as well, right? Like, I have a, a large installation, and I understand Meteor code. Uh, whereas I, I think he's starting to get a lot a lot more people um, using it that maybe aren't meteor savvy. Um, you know, he lists out some of the ones that he's seeing now uh, mm-hmm. pop up. And I don't know, like, you know, I, I probably could do a good job or a better job here. But uh, it's um, it's tough, right, because I still have to worry about earning a living and and mm-hmm. uh, finding the time to work on this kind of stuff. Like, I've been working on training and whatnot, but, um, and, and writing a book. So, you know, it's, it's really tough to find the time to devote to something like this. And I'm, I'm really, really glad that he's continued to, to work on it and push through despite not getting as much help as he would love to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would add, too, like, you know, we talked to him early on about Telescope, and, and he said... He asked, "Hey, would you want to help?" Uh, I don't. I think you were involved with me too on this, yeah. uh, Josh. Yeah. We both were like, "Sure, yeah, we'll help." You know, but Addis is committers, and so we're committers. <laughs> what do we do? Nothing. You know, I may, I may have triaged some issues yeah. one weekend or something, and mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure is a little bit helpful. But that that's the other thing that this is. You know, everything is leadership, and I'm not saying it's it's like yeah, you can't. People will not do anything. Uh, that you want them to do without you asking them to do it like 10 times, you know, in mm-hmm. in life. And so if he would have asked me again, hey, would you mind triaging the issues again? I would have been like, boom, done it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but well, now you're going to get an it, email. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, 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 and you, could, you know, just ask, asking for more. Uh, it's the same thing with, you know, user adoption, you know. So like we're – you can't just launch a new product and expect people will come uh, and you can't expect that just cause they come once that they'll come again, you know? So I think, I think there's really no, there's a little bit of a difference with open sourcing the app, but, uh, and it's a cool place where you can contribute and maybe you know, get some chops in, in, in an open source world. But yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think he's just basically realizing that it's about leadership and he's got to ask for help and ask for it multiple times. Um, and yeah, so I, I think, uh, I think it's very much a very mature post and, and anyone who's getting ready to start an open source project, it should be required reading. Mm -hmm. Yes, I totally agree because I think even just doing accounts entry, which is probably like an order of magnitude smaller than, um, telescope. I, I would, I would wholeheartedly agree with a lot of this stuff, you know, like it is way more work than you realize. Um, and like, I'm, I'm a coder by nature. I'm not a great manager. I'm not a great people person. I'm not super, super organized. And so I think like when you're managing a project like this, you have to be really good at organization and delegation and all those kinds of things. And, uh, you know, there, there are people that are good at it, but 
you know, it's just, it's not my forte. And so things sit around and people go, oh, is something going to happen with this? And you're like, ah, I should respond to this issue. You know, just, I don't know, it can be, create a little tension for you if you're, if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. And with media in particular, because it's, you know, still so new, um, I think it would also take more of a, of a personal gamble for a developer to um, sort of take the time to go in and uh, and um, and work on open source projects, given that it's you know it could be very likely that they're working with other other stacks um, mm. full time. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Though you know, I'm I'm hearing whisperings of a one o date, so <laughs> uh, I think we'll we'll see something. And uh, hopefully there'll there'll be more people kind of kind of flooding in and and learning meteor soon and uh, and and maybe you know if they get to this podcast and they hear it like help Sasha out you know like Sasha's willing to give you free training lessons mm-hmm. uh, if you just sit there and pair with him on Telescope he'll walk you through you know different things on meteor and. Uh, I think it's just a good way for him to learn and and teach people at the same time, and you know, like pairing is always a, a high value activity in my book. So, um, yeah, I'll even throw one more offer out from from Sasha. Is <laughs> I bet you if you offer to help out on Telescope and don't have enough money to buy Discover Meteor, you know, he'd help you out with that too. So <laughs> yeah. if you're if you're new to Meteor and you're looking at the price tag of Discover Meteor and you're like, oh man, that's pretty expensive. Drop him a note and say, hey, I'm here to help you with Telescope, and you know, I'm sure he'll give you a discount. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Right, Sasha? Yeah. <laughs> we, should, we should have Sasha on the show. You want to be on next week, Sasha? <laughs> yes. I know he listens. And then his, his, <laughs> he told me his wife walks by, and she hears his name, and she's like, you're like internet famous or something, aren't you? <laughs> it's funny. All right, so the last post is uh, server-side rendering, and it's you. that is me. I was just looking at the timer here, like, oh, I can't tell if it's eight minutes or five minutes or what, like, my eyesight's bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, this, to me, excuse me getting a little need, need some water or something server-side rendering getting, are you getting choked up about this article i am i am are you gonna cry i'm, I'm, I'm a little verklempt um <laughs> the uh, server-side rendering is like one of the biggest missing pieces from meteor right now and when people ask me like why shouldn't i use meteor this is it right here you know um and it, it's it's doable, right? Like you can you can hack together your own server side rendering little framework. But the problem I have is like you you you're maybe going to feel a little pain down the road because uh, at some point the meteor development group should tackle this problem, um, and you know hopefully they tackle it in an intelligent way because I, I'd love to have server side rendering and then have JavaScript activate on the page and you still get the live reactivity if you if you want it to happen that way. Um, and that would that would be pretty amazing if if they could do that. Uh, but Aeronota spent the weekend just hacking together a new package um, called SSR, which is server side rendering, and uh, he was able to get excuse me the majority of it working. Uh, when you read the post, you can kind of see how he puts it all together. Uh, he's got a little demo on here where he basically he was hacking this together for SEO purposes on. Uh, Kadira Hub, which is Telescope, and um, 
he wants to make sure that he's rendering everything to Google and to Yahoo and all those guys without having to use Phantom JS and Spiderable, which is you know kind of a problem because you don't you don't really get alerts when Phantom JS doesn't work and if it takes too long. Uh, it may not index the page because it, it just didn't wait. Like in particular, I know Facebook, if you put the, the meta tags for open graph in there and it takes too long, they just, they just move on and don't, don't fetch the data and they never come back to get it again. So, um, phantom JS just isn't ideal. And I think that this could be, so I don't know. Pretty excited to see this. Yeah, and I, you know, of course, I read through this thing. I'm like scanning down. It's like, can I just replace Spiderable with this right now? And and we're not quite at that stage yet. I don't think. Yeah. From what I can read, you agree with that? Yeah. So yeah, I tend to agree, but I think you could you could build a wrapper just like Spiderable that detects the user agents and then fires the SSR instead. So. But why do that when Aeronota is actually building that right now? Probably tonight. You know, it'll be out tomorrow. Aaron, for all we know, the Aeronota's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. One he's, of got, he's got one of his clones working on it. Well, yeah, so sleeping. it's good. Yeah, I mean, the spy, I, I figure the spiderable replacement's out in you know four to six days. Yeah. <laughs> That's my guess. <laughs> I would, you know, he mentions in here too PDF rendering. I'd love to see like what his opinions are on that PDF rendering as well, because uh, you know, developing a book, I would love to switch to a Meteor platform instead of uh, the current Ruby platform I'm using. So. Yeah. That'd be kind of awesome too. What's your take on this, Ciara? Is that have you thought a lot about server rendering, or is this not really been a topic in your brain? This is completely new to me. Yeah. And um, as I was reading through the blog post, I kept thinking, really interesting, but I don't understand. <laughs> so here's here's when you understand it is when is when you go to launch a client project and they try to say, oh, I want to you know, add a Twitter sharing feature or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then you click the button and it says like loading. That's the content that it pulls from the site because Twitter um, tries to just like go hit the URL. It fails. Um, and, and yet, you know, so there were, there's workarounds for Twitter and Facebook like through, uh, uh, we have a package, share it, um, Josh is maintaining. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't include everybody. Like there's a billion other people in the world that when you put a URL in, it tries to go like, um, well, Reddit. Uh, spider. Yeah. Okay. Reddit, Reddit does it. Yeah. So yeah, when you yeah. put in a, when you put in a, uh, a post on Reddit, you can hit suggest title and it'll go out and fetch, you know, the H one tag off the page and try to mm-hmm. pre-populate or it'll grab the page title and it'll try to pre-populate that for you. And, uh, because, the Reddit agent doesn't look at JavaScript and load it up. And even if it did, it would still be like pretty slow for them because they'd have to load Phantom JS on their side, uh, which isn't great. And so like that's one small piece of it, right? Like those fetches from Twitter and Facebook and Reddit and those kinds of mm-hmm. things. But then you have that the SEO piece of it as well. And I mean that's no small thing. Like I know when when we were doing blogging, like the differential blogs on Meteor, and uh, you know, we were making a significant effort to make sure that that content would be available to Google. And I, you know, Google was driving like three hundred people a day to the blog posts, something mm-hmm. like that. Last time I I saw the stats, so I mean, that's that's an important source of traffic. And I think if if Google can't see your pages, um, 
and direct people there, then then you're really losing out on participating in a large part of the internet, in my opinion. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so it's yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying that makes a lot more sense when explained that way. And um, I mean, PDF rendering could even be useful for some of the stuff that I've been thinking about working on. So yeah, yeah. yeah and I think. You know, he he mentions the the first one is easy emails with Blaze and inline CSS, and uh, mm. I know you know I've I've seen some pretty early built systems that are doing email sending and they're rendering HTML templates and that kind of stuff, and you know they're they're using some pretty uh, hacked together stuff, and I think being able to use a tool like this would be way better. I'm betting even Telescope would render uh, would benefit from something like this for sending all those emails. I haven't looked at what, what Sasha's done, but my guess is it could be cleaned up and, and made a lot prettier with SSR here. Yep. All right, man. This has been a pretty long podcast for us. 30, 33 minutes or so, so far. Jeez. I'm only showing 12 on the oh. recorder. I hope it comes out Tw- right. <laughs> it's way more than 12 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. We'll All right. see what happened. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show, Ciara. <laughs> yeah, no problem. We'll see talk ya. to you guys next week. Bye.